Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Hey guys, welcome to today's show where I welcome 
Joe Grover. And Joe is a board-certified coach and member of the International Coaching Federation and the Harvard Institute of Coaching. She's the first in the U.S. to offer functional imagery training with 15 years as a sought-after coach and cognitive therapist. Joe has worked with top leaders of the U.S. Department of Commerce, Olympic athletes, the KPMG organization, and C-suite executives for City and IBM. And today, Joe and I talk about functional imagery training and how we can use it for our romantic relationships. So maybe you have trouble with rumination and you really get stuck on something. Maybe you're trying to get over an ex and you have this terrible habit of looking at their social media. You name it, this modality is super valuable for kind of hacking the system and creating a different narrative, a better habits, different imagery around anything in life. And Joe has experience, you know, as I mentioned with with athletes, a lot of times we think of, you know, um, imagining a a race or a, I say we because I have an athletic background, but maybe you do too, or maybe you've used it when it comes to business, but not really applying it to relationships. And, and Joe gives some really amazing tools on how to create better habits through this training. So I really enjoyed this conversation with Joe today. I know you guys will too. As always, thank you so much for tuning in, for leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to this show. If you've listened to this show for for years, if this is your first episode and, and you like what you hear, we really appreciate it when you guys go in and leave those reviews. All right, enjoy today's show. Hi, Joe. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Oh, thank you, Chase. I'm delighted to be here. Today, we're going to talk about your work in functional imagery training and how it applies to love in relationships. So why don't we start by having you tell our listeners what functional imagery training is, and then we'll dive into how it applies to the areas of romantic relationships. Okay. Sure. So functional imagery training is an academic field of study in um, human behavior. It's been around a long time, but it's just getting pressed because there's a big study about weight loss. And that seemed to make a lot of headlines because it was the most successful weight loss study to date that didn't use medication. And it used functional imagery training. Um, after reading that study, I went over to the United Kingdom from um, from the U.S. and became the first person to become certified in it. And then I started using it. Before this, I uh, relied mostly on cognitive behavioral tools to treat anxiety. So functional imagery training has been around for two decades, but in terms of like people using it in their daily lives, it's brand new. And, And in a nutshell, what it is, is we all use some sort of imagery. Imagery is multi-sensory, right? And it's the it's the imagery that we focus on that shapes our behavior. And this puts you in the driver's seat, whereas in the past, you maybe just things popped into your mind. You maybe didn't know how to get them out of your mind. But this allows you to change your channel, if you will, on the images. And the ones that you focus on really shape your destiny. So could you walk me through how maybe a specific example of how imagery can shape behavior? Sure. Um, So... Uh, 
maybe you have a goal, right? You want to um, get in shape or you want, most people have a goal of giving something up, right? So they, they want to stop drinking as much or stop doing some behavior. And they set out to do that. And then suddenly they hear something, they smell something, uh, they see something and they are in a craving mode. I want that, right? So that imagery creates a craving and the craving overrides the goal. And the more you stay in that image of that thing that you can have that you want, whether it be a past relationship, the more suffering there is. So um, so it's really interesting with relationships. I've had people use this to lose weight and get fit. I've had people use it to get over heartache. So yeah, it's fascinating. It works faster than any but me talking someone through the points of why they shouldn't get back together with someone. Because the truth is, Chase, no one really wants to be told what to do. We tend as humans to act like a little bit like adolescents. Like if someone says to me, you need to go on a diet, I, I'm probably going to want to eat more because I don't want to be restricted. So you gave the example of helping someone get over heartache. Could you... Walk us through that. And, uh, you know, let's say I'm the person you're helping or our listener is the client. How do you take them through this modality to to help them through the heartbreak? Yeah. So it begins, um, uh, one of your guests uh, recently, you had a podcast on better decision making. Mm -hmm. And the first C was clarity, right? So it's the same in our process. The first part is getting really clear on who you are and who you want to be, right? So whereas when I was a therapist, we maybe focused more on the past. This is very forward thinking. Where are you now? And where do you want to go? And as the practitioner who studied fit, I'm going to listen really sort of sacredly to your answers. I'm going to listen to what you say and to what you don't say. And once we have clarity, then, okay, then we can talk about the heartache. What is that like for you? So for this particular client I had, he would wake up in the morning and he'd reach for his phone and he would look at images of his ex out the night before. You want to talk about suffering? This was suffering. I mean, it's it was horrible. Then he'd ruminate on it, right? It would be starting the day with heartache. And then... That would lead to him, you know, not being in a great mood at work or being late because he was thinking about something, you know, thinking about not having this someone in his life. So um, what we talked about is what he wanted his day to go like, right? What he, what, like if this continued, that he was checking what his life would be like in a few months time, in a year's time, what he might miss out on. And really putting him there in a multi-sensory way, what would that be like, right? And then we contrast that with, well, what if you didn't pick up your phone first thing? What if you set the agenda for the day? What would that be like? And that was much, usually the first part is very heavy and sad. And then the second part is, oh, I feel lighter. I feel relieved. I feel hopeful. Okay, so when you get to that decision point, when you wake up in the morning, you have a choice. 
you can reach for the phone or you can choose to start your day. I'm not going to judge which one you want to do. And then the important thing that a lot of programs don't use that we use is get a cue. A cue interrupts the habitual momentum of you doing yesterday, you doing today what you did yesterday. Because the way we're wired is we're creatures of habit. What you did the day before, you're likely to do today. So a cue interrupts that. So for this particular client, it was a smell. The smell of a certain fragrance helped him to imagine his future. And the fragrance didn't have to be like right under his nose. It was imagining. Can you imagine the smell of, let's say it was mint? Can you imagine the smell of mint? Yes. Well, if you take a deep breath in, you smell the mint and you picture the future you living the life you want to live. And then so we've created a little bit more room in his decision making. And in our research and the research from the University of Plymouth, where this has been studied for two decades, you're up to five times more likely in the most recent studies to persevere. So talking to a counselor, it was compared to just talking to a supportive counselor versus using imagery with a cue, with imagining your future as you want it to be, and a few other tools, it was five times more likely to stay on course. I want to dive into those few other tools, but but first I want to talk about a, a few things, maybe rewinding to just the imagery part, the, this huge part. When I think of that, I think of, you know, in our mind's eye, like literally mm-hmm. seeing that, I don't know what what you call it professionally, but yeah, I think like these these stories that we have going in our heads where we can literally see it and even our eyes are open, but it pops up. Can you talk a little bit about those mechanisms? And and it seems like that's the the system that we're hacking. Yeah, it is. But just to back up a minute, it begins with clarity, right? So clarity is understanding who am I and where do I want to go? So we do that with exercises like understanding your core values, right? Understanding like really conversations that are pretty deep. We don't usually wake up and say like, uh, what are you, or when we meet someone, we don't say, what are your core values, right? But so it's really getting quiet, asking these deeper questions. That's really important. But then with the imagery, it's interesting. So you had used the idea that you can see, right? You can visualize. There's a certain percent of the, of the population, and I have, the, I have this, I can't see. When I close my eyes or I imagine, I can't see, but I can hear it, I can smell it, I can feel it. So a lot of us who can't see it, we kind of get frustrated early on in life. We don't talk about this enough, I think, in education. Like when you read a novel or you read about love, you probably picture the characters. I don't, right? And so it's, so people like me often get frustrated with like, oh, I can't see the future. It's okay. You don't have to see the future. There are, we work in the area of seven senses. So it's the five that you're aware of. And then we add emotion and motion. And those two are key, right? So can you attach to the motion and the emotion? Can you put yourself in the future? Can you see yourself moving through a difficult conversation 
in a way that keeps you in alignment with your values? Can you attach to the emotion that you'll feel after that conversation? This is all part of imagery. So for any of your listeners, if you struggle with visualization, that's fine. And if you're curious, you can go to um, imagerycoaching.com and take for free a um, an imagery assessment that's used in academia. We've shortened it a little bit to make it a little bit more user-friendly. But it's questions that we don't always ask ourselves. So like in the emotional part um, is the question on a scale of one to five, can you imagine the feeling of being in love? So let me ask you that. Can you imagine? I know you can probably see it, Mm -hmm. but can you imagine? Can you imagine the feeling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely feel it. Yeah. Um, It's interesting because sometimes like, In that same part of the questionnaire, it's like, can you imagine the feeling of being relieved? And I may have clients say to me, no, I've never felt relieved. Well, then that's a really interesting conversation. But if we can tap into the emotion that's attached to how we're going to feel when we set out and we achieve something we want to achieve, whether it's being different in a relationship or whether it's sticking to that, you know, career that you want. When you can attach it to emotion, you're so much more likely to persevere when the going gets tough. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. When you work full time, have kids and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy. No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it 
all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving Relationship Advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero. Dot co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. Their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was hero bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any hero bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Let's talk about what you just said. If, if we're trying to imagine the feeling of being different in, in a relationship, you know, a lot of our listeners are here because they want to improve their relationship, right? So it's like, hey, I want to I change this. So how would you walk someone through that? Okay. So I would want to know what is it that they, you know, what, what is it in their mind? What is it in, that they're imagining? You know, what is that like? What's held them back in the past? And can they imagine the first step in navigating around that? And we really, along the way, we we build um, confidence in not false sense of confidence. We never want to say to someone, oh, you can do this, you know, like, because people often will do things because they want to please their coach. They want to please their therapist, but it's short term. It really has to be like inside. This is something I really want. Can you picture it? Can you smell it? Can you taste it? Can you hear it? What will be? What will it be like when you achieve it? And as you said, so in the context of a relationship, just walking through this, and again, obviously we're condensing everything. This can be over many sessions, but mm-hmm. let's say you're you're walking someone through this, imagining, feeling, uh, you know, emotionally. They're, according to the study, like five times more likely to persevere and and to maybe make the changes to actually attain the the relationship goal that they have. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
Um, because we're bombarded with stuff each day, right? That's why we're we're like on sort of autopilot, right? People can have between 6,000 and 60,000 thoughts a day. It, it The interesting is when you really live a life in alignment to your values, your awareness of those thoughts and the thoughts themselves drop down. So you're less distracted. There's less chatter in your mind. Oh. So that first part of... Like, who am I and what do I really want? You know, that's so important because it's not being told what to do. You should do this. You shouldn't do that. It's who are you? What do you really want? What's getting in your way? And can you imagine navigating around that? Right? So that, you know, and and you have to be committed to it like anything else. It can't be somebody else's dream. In preparing for this um, interview, I uh, I was talking to my dad this morning by phone. Um, my parents have been married 70 years. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I said to him, so I'm doing this podcast call I do. And what do you think? What do you think the um, secret is to longevity or to happiness in marriage? And he said, commitment, right? So that's in our book. It begins with commitment. So motivation can dim. You may wake up on Monday morning, be super motivated, and by Friday, it's depleted. So motivation is like a dimmer switch. It can go up, it can go down. But commitment is more, if you're committed, you may have difficult moments. And this is another thing my dad said, the difficult times, no matter how difficult, they pass. Mm. And you have to learn to ride through that. That's, I'm sure he has so much wisdom to share. That's amazing. And yeah, we, we recently did a podcast on commitment as well. And how would you tell someone to think about that in, in the context of this training of maybe imagining what it looks like to be committed? And Yeah, so it really is, it's not so much the thinking, yes, the thinking conjures up images, but really stay with the images. What will it be like, you know, when you have this relationship that you desire? Using vivid imagery, all of your senses to be there. What emotion do you attach to that? What will your life be like, right? So then rather than having these quick knee-jerk emotional responses to something, like I'm out of here or I don't want to deal with this or this person, you're more likely if if you're in alignment with your values, if you really if this is something you want, you're more likely to to stick with it. And commitment is so one of the interesting things about my dad is he's a world record setter in crossing the Atlantic in a little outboard boat. Wow. And that first night at sea, and I write about we write about this in chapter three, um, it was a terrible, like the winds blowing. Uh, it, you know that you have weeks ahead of you of kind of misery. And um, and it was it was really holding on to, I want to go down, for my dad, was, I want to go down in history with like the Joshua Slocums, with the Sir Francis Chichesters, with these pioneers and childhood heroes, right? He attached to that. So even though they could have possibly turned around, there was a moment where they couldn't turn around because... Their propellers were simply not strong enough. And I think that's true in marriage. Like you can always get out, but like if you're committed, there are going to be storms. There are going to be rough seas. 
But if you really are tied to this vision, you can transcend that suffering. In fact, the um, with being five times more likely to, that was in a study of like ultra marathon runners, right? So we found that you can transcend pain and pain is both physical pain and emotional pain by be really being attached to what you desire rather than the immediacy of the suffering that you're in right now. Before we continue, I, I've been I've been making a note that I want to revisit that that kind of first stage of getting clear on on our values and who we are and and who we want to be. That's such a big thing, and and it can be so hard to do. And it, it seems like it's always needs to be a, a practice we return to. So, how do you encourage people to to dive into that? So we use something that's been around a long time. It's called motivational interviewing or MI. Um, And the spirit of MI is uh, related to ORs. So it's open-ended questions. You avoid the yes, no, or you committed yes, no. You want to know what will it be like if you were to commit, right? That's an open-ended question. Affirmations. So... What I hear you saying is you have had moments in your life where you really did struggle, but you got through it, right? So that's, you're affirming that this person is resilient. You're pointing that out. Reflections. What I'm hearing you you saying is X. And, And is that right? So you're reflecting back to them. And then summaries. So you summarize what they're saying. What happens is someone... So rarely in relationships, do we really listen, right? We want to be heard, but we don't really listen. We listen for what we want to hear, but really dropping the agenda and listening to someone and not being, not, you know, believing that they can change, but not being tied to the outcome. You become a much better listener, right? And you're not trying to, we have to inhibit our desire to write, to make things right. So we call it inhibiting the writing reflex. So I'm really going to listen to you. And I may have all this information that I want to share with you, how I changed. I might want to give you all sorts of facts and figures, but that will not lead you to change. It will be you feeling heard, diving deeper, and feeling like you have somebody, once people feel heard and respected, they can go a lot further. It's sort of like a well-balanced boat. You know, you can get a lot further. Um, and so we we walk alongside of our clients. We never are the expert in the room. So we work on getting clear and that's such a, that, that deserves its own podcast. And and we have talked about that, but, but that's an important thing to keep in mind. And then we can start to pay attention to these cues of the, the habit that, that we're trying to change and to go with the example of your client. What are some tools around the cues? Uh, you know, you mentioned smell, but what are some other things that oh, we yeah. can use and, and how does that process really unfold? Yeah, so um, cues, uh, you can have like many cues, right? So um, it's, and it's sometimes you have to play around with it. Like what works for me? It might be when your feet touch the floor in the morning, that can be a cue. 
to when you put weight on your feet, you're, you're going to remember your top three values, right? We like habit stacking. So um, when your tea is brewing or steeping in the morning and your co- or your coffee is brewing and you smell that smell of the coffee or the tea, you can go into imagery mode. What's my day like today? Um, are, will there be challenges to this goal that I'm trying to achieve? And how will I navigate around that? And then you can have a cue, which can be the refrigerator door handle, right? So when you feel the temperature of the door handle, you feel the material, the door handle, and you move your arm, can you remember your goal and how it's going to feel when you achieve that? So by the time you open the door, you make a choice that brings you closer rather than further from your goal. So these cues just interrupt the autopilot system of doing today what I did yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. They also interrupt of these thoughts that we have every day, about 80% of them are negative, right? So that's a whole lot of negativity. So it interrupts that too. And it's not like, I'm not saying think positive and positive things will happen, but can you, you're going to have this challenge. It's going to be difficult. You're going to want to yell. You're going to want to immediately react. Can you imagine doing something differently? What would you have to do to do that? A cue can be a deep breath in. That can be your cue. If you watch someone like Rafael Nadal um, or many great athletes, they have constant cues to reset their mind so that they don't go negative or they don't go off course. And we can do the same with our daily routines. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. Hey, Love Tribe. I just want to ask you a few questions. I want to know why you guys are here. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? Do you want to feel truly heard? Are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? And let's not forget about the fun. Do you long for those fun, giggly moments at the beginning of your relationship? 
Over the last decade of hosting this podcast with Chase, these have been our top questions. And we get it. We've been there. And that's why we created Spark My Relationship course, because we wanted to put the tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. So we're offering this course, Spark My Relationship, for only $100 until April 6th. In less than 90 days, this self-paced course will help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner, all while having fun doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 psychologists and therapists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. This offer is only going to last until Saturday, April 6th. So head on over to our website, sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 at checkout to get the course for only $100. That's nearly 60% off and it won't last. The sale ends April 6th. That's sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 to get our course for only $100. Seems like such a valuable way to make it a daily routine. Like you said, you know, brewing the coffee, something, pick something you do every morning and then Mm -hmm. that's the cue to remind ourselves, you know, for some reason it popped into my mind of uh, gratitude and appreciation for your life. But in the context of relationships, you could say, hey, you know, when I smell that coffee, that's my cue to to think about the things that I appreciate in my partner. Um, That can be such a valuable thing to do, because as you said, um, often our thoughts are clouded with negativity and uh it can be a great way to 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 insert that positivity in in into our relationships i love that because the the truth is that the mind cannot hold two opposing images at one time it's simply impossible so the one that you focus on so if you're in you know anger about something your partner did the night before or said, maybe you're at a dinner party and you didn't feel respected by your partner. If you if you have this moment or you're in gratitude, right? It, it, cha- it shifts the mind's attention to gratitude and you can't hold resentment at the same time. It can come in immediately following, but it's the one that you choose. And again, I really want to emphasize this because our book is called The Choice Point. And it really is your choice. Do you want to live in resentment or fear or judgment? Or do you want to live in something like gratitude? And that's not just, you know, a a question that we answer once. It's a daily renewal. And what do I want? How do I want to show up? Right. And if you can habit stack with the smell of coffee, then you are so much more likely to persevere. You mentioned, you know, this example of the client in that he was ruminating. And that's something I struggle with. I think a lot of people do. And some of these tools, I can see how you you can use them. Well, let's say we have a, a reoccurring image that pops up and we just can't shake it. You know, and and he's you know looking at his phone. That's yeah, is a, a recipe for disaster. He's literally seeing the images. But let's just mm-hmm. say we're working through a heartbreak, or we're working through 
dealing with something and, and this image just continues to pop up, what can be a way to to interrupt that pattern or to replace it with another image? Or so first that? is the cue. And again, it could be simple. A cue could be a tap on your wrist. The cue could be anything. It You know, it could be, we, we want it to be something that you have access to all the time, right? So um, again, it could be a breath. It could be a tap. It could be looking up because a lot of times where our eyes go is a reflection of whether we're in a higher part of our brain or if we're in suffering part of our brain. Mm -hmm. So it could be simply looking up, right? So that could be your cue. So you're, and then realizing that I think this is what I'm, I'm guessing if you struggle with this or for any of your listeners who struggle with this, some people are hyper imagers. Right. So they get an image in their head and they can't, it's harder for them to get it out, a visual image. So part of it is realizing that you can change the channel. We had a client recently, super smart, super successful, um, hyper imager. And she said, I can't believe my whole life, no one ever taught me that I could change the channel. And, and through, through these cues it is is cues. kind of the first step. Mm-hmm. Well, the first step is knowing really who uh, you are, where mm-hmm. you're going. And that cue being associated with where you want, you know, I want, I want to persevere through this, mm-hmm. whether it's crossing the ocean, whether it's crossing the threshold into a new relationships, into a new relationship, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's that connection to core values. Is having that cue. And sometimes it takes a while for people to find the right cues. That's fine. We encourage people to play with it until you find something that really works for you. The looking up, as you said that, I looked up and yeah, it just, it, it was interesting because I, I, as we're talking through this, I'm thinking of a personal thing that I have imagery around that's negative. And so all of my questions are obviously biased towards my personal experience but I looked up and and yeah I kind of I don't know if I felt like it did something so what what's actually the mechanism biologically that's happening well we um so when I was a cognitive behavioral therapist this is I mostly treated anxiety right mm-hmm. that was my specialty and we ask people to we used to have people monitor their thoughts but that drives them crazy imagine monitoring thousands of thoughts and the more you focus on something the more it will drive you nuts right so if i say like don't think of a pink elephant and i keep repeating it right you're gonna like i'm gonna drive you crazy so we don't what we want to do is tap into the body right so the body sends a lot of messages to the brain right so the body if you're if you are hunched over and your head's down, the message to the body, the message the body is sending to the mind is I am sad. Right? So you think about how many people are walking around, looking down at their phones, looking down at their screens, not realizing that the more we do this, the more we're sending a message. I'm struggling. I'm sad. When we look up, as the ancient Greeks did with the night sky, we see a whole new perspective, right? And the message to our, when I'm sitting with someone in a room, I can tell by where their eyes go, if they're telling the truth, if they're somehow in a higher part of their brain, they start to look up like, wow, I never thought of that. And they look up. 
or if they're suffering and they look down. Mm. So be mindful of where your eyes are. Yeah, it, just that simple thing. And this is what's so cool about this work and why I love it so much is that simple shift of you having that awareness now, you can use that tool to get out of the weeds and into something bigger. I'm thinking of the, I think there was research behind it uh, of just smiling, you know, like forcing yourself to smile and how that releases endorphins and good chemicals, right? It's kind of the same idea. Exactly. Exactly. And we, um, you know, it's it's one of these things that like, it sounds so simple. In fact, our challenge in teaching this, because we're teaching it, we're teaching it to coaches, we're teaching it to therapists, first responders, like there's no shortage of people who need this training, right? Um, and part of the hurdle is people overcomplicate things, right? So it's really understanding that this is so simple and when employed, it works so well. But we as humans tend to complicate it and think, well, what if, but what if that, and what if that? No, just allow it. Um, the other thing I'd like to say is that like, if you don't have great imagery ability now, right? So maybe you have a COVID and you struggle with a sense of smell or maybe it's fine. We can train, like, even though I'm not a great visualizer, I've gotten better because I've trained it. So it's like going to the gym. And the research is like the more you can put yourself in the future and vividly imagine it, the better you get at it and the better the outcomes. Well, Joe, uh, this is so fascinating. I, I really appreciate this conversation and I'd love to have you back on. I'd love to talk to your dad. Wow. He, he sounds, <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's, you have interesting research and stories, but he sounds like uh, he's got quite the life. 70 years marriage, world record holder. Very, very cool. Before we wrap up, are there any things that we skipped over or maybe something you want to emphasize, and, and I'd like you to tell our listeners about your book as well, and uh, then we'll say goodbye. Thank you. Um, well, I, I feel like just wh- whoever is listening, no matter where you are and what you're going through, um, know that it gets better, right? It can get better. And getting out of your head and into your senses will really help, will really help you to get over whatever hurdle is in front of you if it's one that you truly desire to get over. Our book is called The Choice Point and it's grounded in science. My my co-author is Dr. Jonathan Rhodes, who's a researcher in functional imagery training. So he brings the science. I bring the perspective of a storyteller. I'm also an athlete who's used this. I'm a clinician who's used it. So we say, you know, we're it's a combination of head and heart. Um, so it really is the science, but who are the people who have tried this, right? They're both Olympians and they're everyday people who have tried this. Um, and I'd say the biggest thing is to, once you get clear on what you want, then you, you know, you can really start to use this tool. And if you're not sure of what you want, that's okay too. We have value sorts and assessments and different questions. We have a journal that goes along with it. Take your time. Be your own best friend. Say I do to you first. And then I would just add for you, Chase, keep looking up. 
I love it. Thank you so much. We'll have the links to your website in the book in our show notes and on our website at idopodcast.com. And thanks so much for taking the time to come on the show. It was a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge... We really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.